What's good, y'all? We are Robin and Danny. Or Danny and Robin. And, and this is Two Black Girls Talking. Hey guys, so I just finished listening to the audio from the other episode, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a big fan of the way it sounds when I'm recording in the car. It's just that at the moment, that's kind of easier for me, but I'm gonna try ahead, try ahead. I'm going to go ahead and try recording this episode for you guys right now in my house while it's empty, and I'm preparing dinner, and then we'll see if maybe this is something that I can do more often for you guys. So, Without further ado, here is the second episode of 2020 for Two Black Girls Talking. For anyone wondering what I'm making, I'm making eggplant parmesan stacks. It's like a lighter take on eggplant parmesan. It's my favorite thing to make because it's healthy. It's, excuse me, it's relatively quick and easy to put together. And I don't know, just It makes me feel good that I'm putting good food into my body and I'm doing good things for my body whenever I'm eating it. And of course, one of my New Year's resolutions is to take better care of myself and to be healthier physically, mentally, emotionally, all that fun stuff. So this is me taking one step towards that. What are you guys doing to ensure that our goals and our resolutions that we're setting weren't just fads that we did because it was the first of the year? Or were you just doing it because it's the first of the year? That's not allowed over here. So tell me, what are you doing to keep your goals? Hmm? It's real quiet over there. Say it with your chest. Anyways, guys, so I've decided I need to modify. I'm going to renege on one of my resolutions. I know, I know we only just got through the first week. How can I be re... How can I be reneging on my resolutions already? I have good reasons if you'll hear me out. So the main resolutions that I wanted to work on right now were to be sober, celibate, and I always mess up one of them. Hold on. Sober, celibate, single, duh. I'm going to change the sober one to sexy. And this is why I gave up alcohol last July and I was able to keep up with that up until December so I did it for about four months four months yeah and it went really well for me I had a lot of willpower I was doing great with it it's just that or let me not say it's just that I originally gave up alcohol because when I was in Texas and I was coping with getting out of my um abusive relationship and dealing with all of the death threats and the pop-up visits and the sneaking into her mother's house to go ahead and see me and cuddle me while I was asleep. Like, a lot of stuff was happening. I was getting stressed out. I was dealing with a depressive episode. And in order for me to go to sleep, I would take two Benadryl, and then I would follow that with four shots, normally of some type of brandy or some type of scotch, which, spoiler alert, you're definitely not supposed to fucking do. Who knows what damage I did to my liver with that. Like, that's how much I was using alcohol. I would wake up and have a shot. I would go to work and have some shots. I would go home in order to go to sleep. I would have some more alcohol. So I decided that I, when I moved back, I would seek out help for my mental illness. And I would stop using alcohol as my crutch, which I was able to do successfully. It was one of those things I was able to pretty much quit cold turkey for the duration that I had quit it. But I like drinking. And 
it's something that I do in social settings. Like you hang out with other people. You guys go to happy hour. You have a drink. You go to a celebration. It's New Year's. It's Christmas. It's XYZ thing. And you have a drink. So I don't know if I'll be sticking with staying sober. I mean, of course, I don't plan. Well, I guess you never plan. But I have no intentions on going back to being alcohol dependent and needing it to go to sleep and needing it to get through the day. Like, I definitely don't do that. And I don't plan on just buying it willy-nilly, but I'm giving myself permission to have it on special occasions. Like, I'll be traveling to Alabama this year in February to go ahead and participate in their Mardi Gras celebration. So I'll probably be drinking during that time period. My sister is getting married in September. I'm definitely having a drink to celebrate her wedding. I'll be turning 25 this year. I'll be damned if I don't get fucked up. I'm getting fucked up for my birthday. I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing, but wherever I'm at, I'm probably going to be drunk. And I just don't want to put limitations on myself that I or set up a resolution. Let me rephrase. I don't want to set myself up to fail. I know that I'm going to be having alcohol. And instead of saying that, oh, this is my resolution, but I'm going to make allowances for XYZ events, I would rather just say that I'm going to approach alcohol the same way I plan on approaching junk food and stuff like that this year with a spirit of moderation. So I'm going to swap out sober for sexy because, you know, I'm going to be going to the gym and eating right. And I don't want to say getting my sexy back because the body and state of mind and state of being that I'm shooting for is one that I have never had or been in before. So I'm not trying to necessarily get my sexy back, but I am trying to get my sexy on. Holla if you hear me. Mm, But not sexy time because I won't be having sex. I'm going to be the sexiest sexless person that ever did sex around. So that didn't even make any sense. My life doesn't make any sense right now. But that's what I have for that. I hope you guys' goals are going good. Really don't really though really though I hope you guys are sticking with your goals and doing things to help you accomplish them because we shouldn't have resolutions that only last when it's January 1st you have 365 actually this year 366 days and opportunities to accomplish all the goals you set for yourself on midnight January 1st 2020 so let's take the steps to make those goals realities let's make these resolutions for this year count Of course, when I tried to start recording for you guys at the house, I got called out of the house immediately, and now it is Tuesday instead of Sunday, but I'm still trying to get these episodes done early so I can stay on track with posting for you guys regularly on Fridays, but I'm kind of glad that it ends up that I got called out of the house because it made me change up what I wanted to talk about. Originally, I was going to talk to you guys about my celibacy journey thus far and how... I've been dealing with temptation because, of course, there's already been temptation and also just the reasons behind me deciding to be celibate. But then yesterday I had kind of a rough day, so I want to talk through those emotions and feelings with you guys to kind of see if maybe I can better understand how I'm feeling and in turn perhaps help somebody who is feeling the same way. And, of course, now I'm coming down with a cold, so my apologies for the sniffles. So recently... A couple friends from high school and I got together so we could have breakfast. And the breakfast was really nice and it was great because I hadn't seen one of the friends since college. So it's been about four years since I saw one of the friends. 
my other friend, we just started kind of reconnecting and speaking again in the past couple months, as well as my other friend. So there are four of us total. And the one friend who I recently just started speaking to again, she is currently in her residency in med school. She's trying to decide what special what specialty she wants to go into as a doctor. And she lives in Orlando with her boyfriend. They just bought a beautiful Australian Labradoodle. One of the made-up dog breeds. I don't know. But they just bought a beautiful dog together. And they rent a three-bedroom, two-bathroom house in a gated community in Orlando. So there's that. And I'm so happy for her. And I am so proud for her. But I'm not going to lie. Her success or all the big things she's been doing in her life lately have been filling me with a certain sense of inadequacy. And it's really not just her. If you guys remember Danny, if you're newer to the show, I used to do this show with my best friend Danny. And a lot of Danny's goals and dreams have been coming true as of late. I remember when I met her, she said she wanted to be a small business owner. This was about four years ago. And of course, now she has her skincare line called Leonix. She said that she wanted to be a surrogate for somebody, which means she wanted to carry somebody's baby for their pregnancy if they are unable to. And of course, she just signed the legal paperwork for her surrogacy this past Friday. Or she signed it on New Year's, I think. So she just signed the paperwork for her surrogacy and she's going to be starting her fertility treatments here soon. She also said that she was going to be a homeowner before her child was six. And of course, now she is a homeowner and her child recently turned six. She was a homeowner first, though. So the fact that she's been able to knock all these things out of the park, I'm so proud of her. I am happy for her. But of course, when you're seeing everyone else make big moves in their life, it makes you kind of reflect back on your personal life and the things that you've been doing. And I want to say what brought on the sense of inadequacy is, guys, I decided that I wanted to do grad chapter for a sorority. Now, because of all the different rules of regarding Rush, I can't tell you guys what sorority or the specifics behind it, but just know that I wanted to pledge for one of the Divine Nine. And for grad chapter, they had a requirement that you had to have two years of continuous service with one particular entity for 15 hours a quarter for two years. And... So that totals up to 60 hours of community service spread over the year for two years with one organization. I don't have that yet, but that's something I can always get. The thing that messed me up was I did not meet the GPA requirement. The GPA requirement was a 2.75 in college. Now, for a little bit of background, when I was in college and I first got there, my first semester, I think I had a 3.0 or a 3.3 or something. My first two semesters. Or my first four semesters. I was doing really well in college up until my mental illness started acting up, up until I stopped going to therapy, up until I stopped taking my medications, and then all hell broke loose. Then I just dropped out for a little bit. Then I went back. So my GPA really suffered, and because of that, I'm automatically disqualified from rushing. Then, on top of that, I've been thinking about going to grad school lately, but because you need at least a 3.0 GPA in all your upper-level classes, it sounds like I don't even qualify for grad school. So for me to either rush to sorority or go to grad school, it's looking like I would have to go back and get another bachelor's degree, which honestly, at this point, I'm not all the way opposed to the bachelor's degree that I have right now. I got because I knew it was a degree that I could finish as quickly as possible because I did not trust myself to stay in school anymore. It was hard enough for me to get through the classes that I had to get through. And I knew that if I picked a new major, if I started over, it would just be even more difficult. So there is that. 
So looking at the fact that I did not, I used to be an AB student and then I ended up graduating college with a C and now I can't rush the sorority, now I can't go to grad school, now I can't proceed with certain things that I would like to do. It's just making me look back at my own choices in life and look back at the things that other people are doing and go, well, look at them doing so well for themselves and then look at me unable to even do the most basic of things it would seem. Then on top of that, at work, we had a position open for a marketing assistant. Now, when I went to school, what I wanted to do was something in the realm of marketing and advertising. So being the marketing assistant as opposed to the sales assistant would be perfect to allow me to kind of explore whether that's really the field that I wanted to get into. I still work for a media and advertising company, but to work specifically in the marketing vein would really put me over the top. But instead, they hired somebody else, which is fine. My um, The woman who would be that position's immediate boss explained to me why they went ahead and hired outside of the company and what the rationale behind it was. And I completely understand so I'm trying to stay positive and be happy for the person who is getting that opportunity because it's a fellow college student or a recent graduate, and I'm just happy that someone's deciding to give college students and recent graduates a chance because a lot of times they don't want to hire you if you don't have the experience, but how can we gain the experience if nobody will hire us? So I'm happy that someone is getting that chance. I'm happy they're taking a chance and giving someone a shot even though they don't have all the experience in the world. But of course, part of me can't help but wonder why can't that be me? So yesterday I got stuck in this cycle of I'm not doing anything in my life and I am just wasting time and pretty soon, you know, I'll be older and then what? Or what happens when I need to try to make more money and I can't get another degree? What happens when I want to be a part of this organization and I don't meet the requirements? And it just came became this vicious cycle of me talking down on myself <laughs> So I told my parents about it and I was like, I just don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I want to do, how I'm going to get it done. It's all just one big blur, one big question mark. So my mom had me really sit down and think, okay, but you've been making lots of progress. And of course I said, I don't feel like I'm making progress. So she had me examine where I was a year from now, as opposed to today. So a year ago, January, what day am I recording this? It's the 7th. So January 7th of 2019 I had just left my ex-girlfriend and was with my now ex-boyfriend and we were in Texas terrified of my ex-girlfriend because she had threatened to kill me threatened to kill him bust the windows out of his car kept popping up at my job I had to call the police two or three times but she always managed to leave right as it showed up every single time I was working for a restaurant where the ownership team did not like me and was actively planning to get rid of me. I was starting my last semester of college online courses and not sure how it was going to pass because it was a physics class and I stuck at physics. I was drinking very heavily to try to cope with all my emotions. I was struggling with my bipolar disorder because I didn't have insurance to go see a medical professional And I wasn't really talking to my family. So if we look back at that and we look to where I am now, I graduated from college. I'm happily single and not worried about the feelings and emotions of anybody else. I live with my parents, so I'm reconnected with my family. I have a job where I'm not stressed out, where I'm working less hours than I I was working at the restaurant but making more money with a team that is a thousand times much more supportive. Like, 
It's really just taking me a minute to remember that someone else's success does not necessarily notate your failure. Like someone else's someone else's success does not mean that you have any shortcomings just because your success does not match theirs. And also, you shouldn't compare yourself to others because you are not them and your life will not look just like theirs because they are you and them are two completely different people. The assignment over your life is different. So of course you guys aren't going to progress the exact same way. Of course you guys aren't going to experience life the exact same way and that is okay. That's fine. So yes, my one friend who is the doctor does have the boyfriend and the apartment and the dog and everything's going well, but she is stressed the fuck out with medical school meanwhile I stay with my parents so that helps to alleviate a lot of financial strain it's helping me to pay down my student loan she's swimming in student loan debt and I don't have a boyfriend so I don't have to worry about someone else's feelings and emotions I don't have to ask for permission to do certain things or worry about how someone else is going to perceive xyz action so we both have different lives And we're both living them the best way that we can. So yeah. Inadequacy is a natural human feeling. So if you're feeling inadequate at any point, it just means that you are one of the rest of us. But the main thing to do when you're feeling inadequate is try to look at the progress that you have made. It's the same way that when you're losing weight, they tell you to take progress pictures because you won't be able to see all the progress you're making unless you have something that you can compare it to. So just remember that everything is a journey. And just because we all have goals and we all have resolutions and dreams that we're shooting for, if ever it feels as if your progress is not going the way that you want it to, remember that you have made some progress. Celebrate the progress that you have made. And just remember that it's different for everybody. Everyone's experience is going to be different. Worry about your experience. Worry about you. And that's it. It's a relatively short episode for you guys today. Just because, I don't know, that's all I really feel compelled to say. That's all I'm really feeling led to say. So just remember, stay true to your dreams. Stay true to your goals. But also remember that your progress is yours and not someone else's. And you need not compare your journey to the next person's. Until next time, it's been Robin and this is Two Black Girls Talking.